What if someone told you there isn't just one world? What if they told you that your reality isn't the only one? What if they said that there are infinite realities, infinite Earths, infinite versions of yourself, all just a bit different? What if they gave you a chance to explore them all? Welcome to Otherware. And welcome to our heroes. Pete Beck, a.k.a. Aaron Riley, former supervillain and social media celebrity, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where he's trying to step out from under his own shadow and forge a new future. Juniper Junie Haraway, an inexperienced sorceress with explosive magic, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where the loss of her grandfather and his magical expertise makes spell-slinging as the superhero mystic all the more challenging. Catherine Cat Slain II, a seasoned dimension traveler and daughter of the supervillain Transition, drifts in from Dimension 78341, Arcadia, an apocalyptic world being overtaken by supervillains. Phantom, formerly Noah Wilson, the ghost-like dimensional traveler, drifts in from Dimension 16209, a beautiful nature's paradise that evolved from a terrible world disaster. Quintessential hero, the naturally blue-haired not-a-protagonist, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, a world where he's trying to live a normal life surrounded by far too many heroes, villains, and expectations. Rainy Woodrose Sunrise, a corporate-created hero, drifts in from World 60910, where superheroics are televised, sponsored, and largely risk-free. Strands of the multiverse are painted across infinity. Here, in this fraction of forever, they bunch together, cluster close into an almost knot of individual timelines, curled around and over and across each other. Come closer. Dark brown turns to rich amber, then shades lighter and lighter into warm gold. Gold tints green. Closer. The air is thicker now, in between the windowless concrete buildings. Soupy, heavy and yellow, with wispy greenish haze lying near the ground. The color itself is caustic, burns the eyes, tastes bitter in the back of the throat. Closer still. Through the poisonous air to one building. Through the solid gray walls to one comfortable red carpeted hallway. Through the hallway to one door. A girl stands in that doorframe, her shape flickering and distorted through the energy field that blocks the opening. On the other side, five more teens stand staring at her, their faces and bodies conveying everything from concern to fear to anger. They all look frozen, undecided, as though they don't know what they're supposed to do next. And they are all far too focused to notice the figures slowly closing in on them from both sides of that comfortable hallway. So, how did you, how did you end this, Kat? What were you saying to them? So right now she's just kind of like standing in the middle of a room uh, looking at them. Got it. So you have one very upset party member and everybody else. Cat, put down the force field. Let us in. Is everything going good in there? What's going on? You don't have to do what she tells you. Cat's going to uh, pick up a tablet again and lower a force field. Let everyone in. Phantom's going straight over to Cat. Don't do this. Whatever whatever she told you to do, don't. It'll be fine. 
I'm sure. Just do this one thing for her and... Or, or you cannot. We, we talked about this, cat. I told you that if she ever showed up, I'd have your back and I'd protect you from her. Remember we talked about that? Can someone please explain what's going on? Yeah, some of us don't know what's happening in this conversation. The Phantom's too focused on Kat to answer any questions. I thought you you wanted to be free from her. Oh. Kat's just gonna, like, look at the floor at Phantom's remark, because that stings. Oh, no. Do you want to check out the flow? Is that... I feel like Kat's in a space where... Is that shipped labels? Yeah, that would be more of a... Oh! I don't know, Savior up? What do you think? Ooh, yeah, Savior up and Danger down. That That's what it sounds like to me, too. All right. Are you willing to accept that? Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay, yeah, I, it doesn't feel like a powerful blow because Kat's in a place where, like, taking one would take more. She's already so knocked down. Feedback is going to turn to uh, Junie and Rain and Quint and be like, there's issues with um someone from cat's past who's uh apparently come to fuck things up in the present is this cat supervillain mom he's just gonna let cat answer that so right now i'm picturing all of you guys sort of standing in an awkward like arc in the living room of this little apartment place and cat's just kind of standing there are, are you guys doing anything physically with your bodies or yeah you know this is none of my business so i'm just gonna Go to the kitchen and let y'all handle this. I think Phantom has come up to like right in front of where Cat is. Not touching her, but like close enough that they could. I'm just standing in the corner listening. I need you to answer me honestly right now. Is she here? I don't think she would contact me if she wasn't. Fuck. So for the three of you, all that uh, Rain and Junie and Quinn, are you talking to Kat? Are you up and engaged with Kat right now? I'm probably there as well, yeah. So then Rain and Junie, can you guys roll assess the situation for me, please? I got, even though I have zero modifier, I got a 10. First, I think I'm going to wonder, well, what here could be the biggest threat? I also can ask, like, what is in the greatest danger? Where you're standing, since you're, you're back a little from this interaction that's happening, you can actually start hearing uh, outside the door, which you guys actually didn't close behind you because you were understandably distracted. And you can hear there's there's footsteps out in the hall that sound like heavy boot tread foot footsteps. And it's coming toward the door a little faster than somebody casually walking. And there seems to be quite a few of them coming from outside. And you kind of become aware as this is happening that you guys are sort of in like this bottled up space with only one way out of it as far as you know. Guys, we need to focus on getting out of this dimension as fast as possible and getting as much distance between us and here. When I find that out, I think I'm going to run up to the door and slam it shut. As you do, you notice outside, like just without even looking around, there are four people coming up each side of the hallway. So toward you from both directions. And they're not running, but they are walking with purpose. They all are, are all completely identical. Face, expression, uh, uniform, stride. And then I'm going to lock the door and put the chain on it. 
I'm seeing like the super the, the the futuristic equivalent of like ten locks, fingerprint, bolt. Yeah. Yep, I'm activating those. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey everyone, uh, there's something a little more pressing happening. There's a bunch of people that all look the same in the hallway in front of this room. Oh, hey, it's that guy. I may have dropped a couple stacks on them, hims, earlier. What? What? Yeah, we encountered him before. We think he's a thief. Uh, here to steal something, but we weren't. He was after this weird book. So we just hit him with a bookshelf. No, it was several bookshelves. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, we're, we're now being sieged by several of him. So what do we do? We should go. It, yeah, obviously. But do we just fight our way out or do we blast a hole in the wall and try to leave through a different door? What do we do? Kat, are you in a position where you would be able to assess a situation or are you feeling too handicapped right now? Uh, I think she'd still be like keeping an eye out. And You know your mom and you know what kind of place she tends to have. So you go ahead and roll assess or if you want to roll to use the, the move you have, the, I think it's all the best stuff. That would also apply in this situation. Because my danger is negative one. Mm. I'm going to assess the situation. The ten. All right, we will go with what here can I use to fight this person and how could we best end this quickly? There is an entire room of exciting weaponry. Transitions has filled her room, the one that you, you went in but didn't let anybody else go in. It's full of pretty scary ass looking weaponry. Uh, you could outfit all of you and still have stuff to spare. So that's probably the way you could fight them effectively. In terms of ending it quickly, you did notice as you were sort of inspecting this space that there seems to be a depression just to the side of where the like the big screen on the wall is that if you know your mom is probably some kind of like escape hatch. She would never have one way in and out of a place only. Kat's going to teleport over to the, to the depression mm -hmm. and press it. Conveniently, as you depress it, it, it goes in easily, obviously, but then uh, you feel a pain in your finger as a little spike jabs you, which is a pretty traditional way of coding these locks for herself, for your mom. So it's a DNA coded lock, which you have the right DNA. So the door sort of slides in and then off to one side, uh, showing what looks like another one of the hallways, like the one that you were coming from the front, except going in a different direction, going straight out from that door. So yeah, all of you see the wall sort of, a panel chinks out, slides in, and then slides over with a little whirring sound. And there's another cor corridor stretching off into the distance. What kind of libraries have secret passages? Like all of them? The same kind of library that has moving rooms. Kat's going to look at everyone uh, and just say, go, I'll catch up later. Uh, No, you won't. You're no. coming with us. Cat, you're not staying here. Yeah, that's not happening. You're coming with us. Or we're uh, all she's already teleported. I'm not leaving you. Well, I. Oh, I am. Oh. Did she teleport out of sight of the rest of us? Yep. Where, where are you going? Into her mom's room. Ah, uh, okay. So Cat blinks out of existence, and you guys are all alone in this room. You don't know where she went because the door to the transitions room is closed. So, as far as you know, she's gone. Guys. Go ahead. I'll I'll hang back. I'll make sure she's okay. Yeah, that's not happening either. Too fucking bad. Go. Is that a provoke? Uh, yeah, it sounds like. 
feedback you're trying to provoke them to leave. So go ahead and roll. We'll do one roll for everybody. Look, if it gets messy, I'm the messiest one. Trust me, I could hold them off if things go to shit. Get going, I'll catch up. We're not talking about your room here, feedback. All right, I'm going to roll provoke, though. Okay, that's not going to work. So that's four. Yeah, so... You, you're making a really good point, but these nice people, you're going to have to persuade them with your words because they don't got no compulsion to do it. I'm sorry, feedback, but I think I can help hold back enemies just as well as you can, if not more. I just, I don't want you to, to get... Look, I Feedback, shut up. All right, we need to lock this place down. If we are going to be sieged in here, we need to find some way to fight. We need to find what Cat is. I don't have a good feeling about this. Uh... So in a room, Cat is looking for our, any sort of like area of effect stun weapon. Yeah. Why don't you tell me what, give me a couple weapons that your mom would regularly have. Give me some variety here. She's got like basically everything under the sun. It all depends on what sort of job she's doing. With uh, When she's dealing with a multiplier uh, and she needs stuff to like handle like crowd control and find like the source body while keeping the, like, the duplicate bodies at bay. She's got various, like, definitely, like, area effect grenade weaponry, sonic grenades, uh, sort of large, like, taser grenades. Nice. So let's say uh, th- what she's stocked in this particular place is a decent set of electric-powered weapons. So you find a grenade thing that does that thing where you set it off and it sends electricity to all various lo- cl- people that are close by. So it zaps one guy and then sends out tendrils to everybody else. So you got a, a couple of those. And then there is what amounts to, like... Uh, have you seen um, like a uh, spear gun where it shoots the spear and then there's a string that connects back to the person? It's like that, but the spear part is very small and it's electrified. Wouldn't that just be a normal taser? No, because it, it it's speary and stabs you. It doesn't just poke you. It's a taser plus death. Death taser. Okay. Uh, Kat's going to grab the chain lightning grenades uh, and leave a giant electrified harpoon. So do me a favor, everybody that's in the other <laughs> the other room, uh, just roll one d6 for me. That's going to be a five. And that's a four. That is a four from Quint as well. That's a one. Anybody who rolled evens can hear uh, some noise in the other room, the one that you, the room you haven't gone into. I, I'm assuming Cat is trying to be very quiet, but if you rolled an even, you hear a little, you hear that sort of sound there. Yeah, I got even. Mm-hmm. I will try and open the door. <laughs> I mean, Kat didn't unlock the door. She teleported through it. Uh, I will try and bust open this door. Okay, so you kick it in, splinters the lock, splinters some of the door frames, slams against the wall. Also looks kind of awesome with Phantom with the billowing cloak kicking this door in. That's that's a pretty cool image. Kat, we're not going anywhere. That's also a provoke. I think you guys are like teaming up to provoke Kat to not leave y'all. I think Phantom has point. That is a nine. Nice. So you guys could, again, throw this uh, a team in and take it up to an exceptional success if you'd like. For the persuade or provoke, you have, if they do it, you get a team. If they don't do it, they get a condition. So Kat gets to choose if she's still going to do it, but there's bad stuff that happens if she doesn't. A phantom was the one saying it. Yeah, I think they're just trying to get you not to leave. Kat's not leaving. Just going to go fuck someone up. <laughs> yeah. Kat's just going to, like, stop for a moment I'm like clipping grenades under her belt it's going to uh, appear beside Phantom Phantom's gonna reach out 
and take her hand. You don't, we can just keep going. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do what she tells you to do, cats. But if she's nearby and I don't do this, she can track us. I, she's always known, Phantom. She's always known. She, I didn't, I was never away from her. I was never hidden. It was just, she was just waiting. It's okay. Listen, no matter what happens, I'll be here. If she comes for you, I'll do anything I can to protect you. I'm not afraid of her. This is so much vulnerability sharing here. I, I don't care if she comes for me. I care if she comes for you. And all of you. Cat, I don't care. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not... I won't let her hurt you. Feedback is just gonna put the mask on. The LEDs are gonna flare to life in angry red. And his voice buzzing with a little bit of distortion is just gonna say, Letter. At that very cinematically appropriate time, there is a knock at the door. It is like a super polite, like, respectful knock, though. Sorry, we don't want any. I think I'm closest to the door, and I'm just going to, like, peek through the peephole. That person you saw in the hallways, there are eight of them, and one in the center, knocking very respectfully at the at the door. I'm charging my burn. Okay. Oh, okay, that's a full hit, so it's fine. So that is hold three. So, you you know, you see the, the magic flare up on her skin, and she's glowing, and she's not doing anything to, like, make it more subtle. Maybe a little bit less subtle than usual, even if you could ever call it subtle, but it's brightly showing on her skin. And in the meantime, feedback is going to his eyes are going to catch on Judy and he's just going to sort of zone out and just stare for a second and be like, wow, holy shit. Bad time to be crushing. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's just like looking through the door, like getting ready to fight. <laughs> so uh, I take it we have company. Uh, yeah, it's um, those people you're telling me about, Phantom and Quint. Well, there are no bookshelves around to throw at him now. No, but there's a me. Don't think you're quite as heavy. I could throw you, but I, yeah, you're probably not as heavy as bookshelves. Oh, trust me. I go hard. There's gonna be another surge of base to specify that that's what he means, not the other thing <laughs> that I realized it could mean immediately after I said it. Rain, don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll just uh, rain check my comment. Oh, Jesus Christ. So the person outside the door, again, knocks one more time and uh, speaks. They, they don't shout. They, they speak authoritatively, but not with a raised voice. We've located the item we were looking for. We'd like to have it now, please. It's not yours. Hey, we stole it fair and square. We didn't steal it. We were protecting it. What he says. So just to clarify, this is the book that I have in my possession? Yes. Look, can we get you like a PDF copy or something? Outside the door, you can see them almost like sigh. And we don't want to use aggressive force. Please give us the book. You're right. You don't want to use aggressive force. Cat's going to walk out to the door and just sort of like gently move Junie aside so she can look through. And when you look through, you're seeing exactly the person that was in your you got to kill them thing. And there are lots of them. So you, you'd seen in the, the dossier it explained that they can multiply themselves. But now there are eight 
And as you look while you're watching them, they sort of shimmer and shiver and eight turns into 16 and two abreast. Can I pierce the mask on these guys? Like, I'm going to like hold the book in my hands and like think about what I saw through the peephole. So I rolled a six. You guys still have that team if you want to help her. He's like, yeah, it looks like you guys are you're tapping into your magic and the magic of this book and trying to sort of locate something. Are you guys going to help her or let her kind of not do so great at this? I don't know how it would help. I don't know. You can tell me about where the book was when you found it, maybe, if you want or what it. You, Otherwise, what you know about this person. Quint doesn't actually know much about anything here. They seemed pretty polite when uh encountered them. They just were looking for something and... They had big guns and pointed them at us, so they're not that nice. Yeah, but like they were gonna let us go. <laughs> and then you decided to take the thing that they had and just give it to me without telling me about any of this. Again, they were pointing big guns at us. Listen, we didn't know exactly what they were looking for. There was also this big diamond in like this treasury room. So I wasn't sure what they were trying to steal. It's, I mean, it's the book, but there was a lot. Or we could just give them the, the book. I mean, I don't know if that's a good idea. It seems they don't seem to be kind of mm, people I want to have powerful artifacts. Yeah, I mean, as a matter of course, people that point big guns at me are not people I like. From through the door, this is the last time we're going to ask. I would like to assess the situation again. Go for it. Uh, as you're looking through the door, however, now they are pointing big guns at the door. <laughs> well, to be fair, the one in the center is pointing a big, like, very large. It looks like one of those sound guns, but it's got, like, a force thing on it. The, uh, not all of them are, only the center one. All right, I get to ask one. Um... Who here is most vulnerable to me? To you. Vulnerable in what way? Give me a little clarification here so I can give you a good answer. Cat's uh, looking for like the source body. Because usually when she deals with multipliers, there's like a... Mm -hmm. If she's lucky, there's like a singular source body they all come out of, mm -hmm. go back into. But if it's Got just it. like, they just multiply and multiply, she's kind of like, oh dear. So she wants so to know... In sort of looking at this, uh, you're familiar. You've, you've run into people that multiply before. This one seems to be different, though, in that there doesn't appear to be a primary source body. They all have the things you associate with coming from the prime body. They're all doing that as perfect mirrors of one another, which seems to indicate that they're vulnerable, but it would require killing every piece. Like, like what are those slugs you can cut in pieces and they stay alive? It's like that. So in terms of actual vulnerability, one of your teammates could probably be persuaded to let the, help the other people leave. If you could persuade somebody to lead your team away, they might leave. If you were going to fight them, though, you'd be best with something area effect that not well, like you have that knocks all of them out. And then you'd have to eliminate all of the, the currently existing bodies. Well, I have sonic blasts and I don't need to be careful with them. So Aaron's just going to crack his neck. You guys want me to take a whack at it? Uh, just trying to what, decide what. Because I know at this point, Cat is probably going to charge in recklessly. You all can retreat as well. There is a clear path of retreat here. Oh, this is definitely not going to be us standing and fighting. This is going to be me buying me us a gap to retreat. So, is there a general consent for Aaron to just open the door and hit him hard real quick? We could run before we open the door. Cat's going to pull one of the 
chain lightning grenades off of her belt and arm it. All right, get headed towards the door. Cat and I will be right behind you. I'm not going anywhere without Cat. Don't worry, you don't have to. Like I said, literal steps behind you. We just need five seconds. I'll be there. The person with the gun has has very clearly going to shoot this door if you guys don't do something pretty much now. Aaron's gonna just burst the door open, step out into the hall. Uh, he's gonna look at them all and just with the sound pulled in his hand, slam it into the ground in a shockwave and yell, "Drop the base!" <laughs> Not laughing. Uh, roll directly engaged, please. Ten. That's twelve. Nice. All right, so tell me two of that list you're taking, and then we'll, we'll talk about how this this is going to look. Create an opportunity for your allies, obviously. Perfect. Get us yep. time to get out of here. And resist uh-huh. or avoid their blows, because they're all going to be knocked on their ass. Got it. So I'm going to actually narrate this one, but it, the the sound wave goes through, and, and just like Kat had noticed, they all react exactly the same. The one thing that you pick up on feedback is that they go down a lot easier than you think they should. They don't go down like like strong guys going down. They go down like pretty weak guys going down, actually. And they fall over and not unconscious, but it's going to take them a good 30 seconds to recover their feet. They also seem like dizzy, like the sound waves has messed with their internal balance. So. All right, Cat. Cat's going to chuck the chain lightning grenade at them and then shut the door and run. <laughs> okay. Roll that either as directly engage or as using your powers, unleashing your powers, just to see what, what's happening behind you guys while you run. Uh, let's do that as unleash your powers. Awesome. That's at zero. That's partial. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, you aren't aware. I know it's, I'm going to just hold on to what's happened back there. You guys are running up the hallway. Are you retreating? Are you looking for something? Tell me about this retreat that's happening. Quince is trying to check back to see if they're being chased and might have plans if they are getting close. But for now, he's just running along with the group. Okay. As you're running, you notice behind you that there's some sort of safety measure that's happening between you and the people that might be chasing you. What what does that measure look like? What is it? We've established that this place has force fields. So I think something kind of shimmers into place behind us as we are leaving. Perfect. After you clear that that's that door, a force field appears in that door, and it actually seems to integrate into the wall as well. Uh, and you're running away from it. Feed, uh, transition clearly prepped her hideout well. Uh, Rain is running with everyone and trying to hold himself back to avoid uh, pulling too far ahead. This is the second time you've seen uh, a team of people you're involved with get into a pretty rough situation. How are you dealing with that? What are you doing to, to, to push down that emotion? Uh, running. <laughs> the, the, the physical, uh, focusing on the physical act of, of running and getting away and of holding himself back. There's going to be a, a corridor or a door or something coming up. What does, what, what do you want come to first? That's the first branch that you can take. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, a T-junction in the hallway. So the hallway is going to come to a straight dead end and go off to both sides. Yeah. Awesome. Phantom is mostly trying to just get away from these guys, but they're also keeping an eye on Kat to see how she's doing or just if there's any, just keeping an eye on Kat. <laughs> okay, so at this T-junction, both directions go somewhere very different. What do what does the left-hand ju- side, where does that go toward? What are you seeing down that pathway? I feel like it leads to like 
maybe a bunch of like shelves. They might, we can't see what the shelves have on them. It doesn't look like it's books per se, but it's definitely, there's definitely a bunch of shelves full, like stock full of items. So to the left, there's shelves full of stuff. Junie. Yeah, so she's actually trying to run towards the back of the pack, which I know that a lot of people are trying to do, but she can actually shield us. But um, I am trying to be towards the back because I can actually put a barrier up between us and them if it needs to be. So I'm just trying to like keep pace with whoever else is trialing behind, which is mm-hmm. probably Kat. Okay. So as you're running, you see behind you that some sort of security measure, for whatever reason, is being employed uh, by the library. What's what's the security measure? The library probably has some panels in like along the edges of the floor and the ceiling that are color coded to tell people whether they should walk down that hallway or not. And they're starting to change to alert anybody who's not in the area to not come this way. Got it. So you're actually the, the hallway is going to tell people don't come here. Got it. Uh, did Phantom, who am I missing? Feedback? I am, I was going to try and run close to the back of the pack, but (laughs) everyone else wants to do that. So I'm going to be in the middle of the pack, but looking, kind of splitting focus between the forward and the back and just trying to make sure that everyone is sticking together. Got it. Uh, what's down the right path of this T-junction? What does that go to? The other left goes to the shelves. Where does the right go? Maybe to a hatch that leads actually to the outside. Nice. Okay, so you see what looks like a giant airlock down at the end of that, um, like multiple doors with a, a dog wheel in the center down that side. Okay, Kat, which way do you guys go? Definitely not outside. Got it. So you guys dart to the left. As soon as you round the corner, another one of those forest fields comes up, blocking the path you're on from the path you took. So you've got now two forest fields and a door and some other stuff between you and who was chasing you which means you can probably stop and breathe for a minute. Uh, the room you're in is, it, it looks more like a traditional library than anywhere else you've been. There are a bunch of shelves here and there. There's a table with a green lamp on it. The shelves, uh, like uh, Phantom said, don't have books on them. They have what appear to be like puzzles. Those those um, metal fidgety puzzles with things where you're trying to get unconnected from each other. There's, there's just shelves full of them and all these configurations, things you've never seen before. Uh, and they're all labeled with a little label and a little clear bin that they sit in on the shelves we should drift we should get out of here yeah probably um so who the hell was that guy i don't recognize him beyond the guns and the shelf tossing yeah but when cat looked out the the door cat said oh no so cat who is this fella they have a person i need to kill oh oh great perfect oh so we're protecting him from you that's that's new. Hey, Cat's not gonna. Cat's not gonna kill anyone. Well, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be a powerful blow for you, Cat. Yep. Well, nine is better than ten. Um, what what's gonna happen to you here? Let's see. We can lash out verbally. Which you can you can inflict a condition on your teammate or make them do something rash or give ground and make somebody else have an op- opportunity or mark two conditions. Uh, I think Kat's going to lash out verbally at Quint. <laughs> at Quint? Quint do. Be Quint. You just said that someone needed protecting from Kat. That was pretty mean. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's see this play out. 
How dare you say something completely justified? So, Cat's gonna like spin around uh, and just staring daggers at Quint. Don't you fucking speak. You don't know what this person has done. We're not. We don't get hired to go after nice people, you know? Someone paid enough money for me or my mom to come after him. Then who knows what sort of shit he's done. Just keep your fucking ignorant mouth shut. The fact that you need to get paid to do this at all means it's not heroic. So we are either going to stop this guy or stop you. I know better than most about parental expectations. So I need to know if you are going to do this or if you are going to run. What kind of are you lashing out? I'm trying to provoke Cat to make a decision here. I I, I would roll it a plus one. Cat uh, would be trying to inflict angry. That is a full hit. So both the carrot and the stick here. Yeah. So you, you he's I don't think he's telling you what decision, but provoking you to make a decision. Either decision you make, I'm here to help you, but I need you to make a decision. So there's a very tense moment, and this is one of those times where the camera is just completely still. All five of you, or all six of you standing there, just sort of stock still in the middle of this classic looking library uh, with nobody else around, and it's just silent. The music stops, and it's waiting for you. I'll do what I have to to keep my mom away from all of you. If that means getting rid of whoever he is, I'll do that. That's a shame, because I'm not going to let you kill someone. Yeah, wait a second. We're not going to let you just do that. You don't have to do this. You're not alone. You don't have to protect us. None of you know what she can do, all right? None of you trained with her, or seen her, or... You don't know! All right. You don't know what she's capable of. And I don't care. All I know, Kat, is that she is hurting you. And that's... I I can't... I can't watch you destroy yourself to protect. Can't... I can't be here if you do this. Ouch. Yeah, that sounds like a powerful blow, too. Shit. <laughs> sorry! Yep. Yeah, Kat, so I feel like you're getting berated emotionally and also just pushed to decide. Yeah, Aaron is just going to put his hands on Kat's shoulders and just pull her into a hug and just like, I made you a promise, Kat, when you told me about her. I promised you if it came down to it, I would have your back. If she comes after you, I'm not breaking that promise. I don't care. What she's capable of, all I know is that you're scared, and I'm not going to let this just happen. And I'm not going to let her get her way and make you into a weapon for her. We're your friends, Kat. We're your family. More than she's ever been. We, we've got you, okay? You don't have to do this for her. You can stay with us. We can figure it out. We figured everything else out so far. We've we fought fucking Vanguard. Cat, we got this. You don't you don't need to be a weapon for her. You don't need to be a monster. 
as you say that, there's sort of a, a lull and um, th- the room gets a little bit quiet and there's sort of a polite cough. Are you... Um, Hold on. I'm looking for Catherine Slane and Quintessential Hero and some other ones. We're, we're kind of dealing with something right now, so um, could you just hold on a minute? No, I, um, I'm here to help you with it, sort of. What do you mean? What is it? Who's speaking to us right now? Yeah, yes. I want to turn around and look at this person, please. Uh, <laughs> this person is, um, well, it's Rain. Another Rain, of course, uh, wearing the uniform of the librarians, of course. And he has a special little, like, like series of badges on, like, military awards on the, the breast pocket. And he's standing very primly, his little hands folded, proper, very straight-backed, and sort of looking at you all. He's got something, he's holding something, a box in his hands. Okay, you were infringing on my trademark. Excuse me? You're infringing on my trademark. This is trademarked. Uh, I don't have... Not, not um, here, it's not. Oh, god damn it. Yeah, I don't think there's a universal patent office, is there? I'm going to need to talk to my manager about this. There actually is a universal patent office. Is it filed correctly with the interlibrary patents? I don't think I should continue this conversation until I have spoken to my manager and my lawyer. Uh, all right. All the same, I, um... He holds out the box. I was instructed to give this to you if you came into this area, that this was something you were going to need. Uh, eh, by who? Oh, yes. Contingency. Is that a name that we're supposed to know? Uh, somebody actually, um... Cat might. I don't think any of the rest of you would have heard of Contingency. He doesn't really exist in another another timeline. Yeah, this is somebody. Uh, Contingency is one of the Isbins, who are the their superheroes of the library. Um, he has the ability to see all possible timelines, so he's uh, he's able to see uh, the way timelines would branch. But he can't predict which one is most likely to happen. He can just see all of them. So that that's what you know about him. So. Uh, the other person who he goes by Christopher or Chris, so just call him Christopher, is standing there holding this little box. Uh, you're going to need this. He said you were going to need it. So who does that go to? You said it goes to Quintessential Hero? That was the name he knew. He said there were some others. Okay, um, I'll, I'll sign for it, I guess. You don't need to sign for it. You're not checking it out. Here. Uh, all right. You look upset. Is there something wrong? Can I help you? You are kind of coming into the middle of something. <laughs> So yeah, this uh, this other person in the, the 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 rain other self is looks a little uncomfortable, but not so much because you guys are having a tense emotional situation that seems to have gone completely over his head. He needs to learn to read the room. There's nothing to read in the room. Quinn's gonna grab the box and get a psychic box knife. Uh, he's gonna step back and put his hands behind his back. So what's in the box? A couple things. It's a smaller box, but when you open it, it actually seems to have some sort of tech about it because you can keep pulling stuff out and things keep coming out in the first you pull through some clothing like in garment bags quite quite a bit of clothing then you come to a library card a republic of california id and a republic of california passport together in a little package and then you pull out a quantum slice punch card that's almost completely full and then you pull out an ENA. Who are the IDs for? The IDs, you open them up. They have a picture of Cat in them, but they're under the name Eon Elridge. So I think this is you or maybe a different cat, I guess. Ian? E- Eon. 
or e- e- I'm sorry, E-O-N, E-O-N. Uh, and, and try and hand that to Kat. I, I think these are yours or other yours. Yeah. Other me. So this is not a name you've ever used, Kat. This is, uh, you do recognize the location that, uh, the, the dimension that this ID belongs to, but it's not a name you've ever used. Turning back to Christopher. So what are we supposed to do with this? I don't know. Why would I know? Because you showed up with a box. I'm just giving you the box. Just following orders. He told me to give you the box. He said, come here, give it to a group of people here. If there wasn't a group of people here, come back. I found you. You get the box. Look, when a UPS driver drops off a package, do you ask him what to do with it? He's not going to set up your new stove for you. He doesn't know. He just dropped it off. Get him in some slack, Quint. He does if he wants a tip. Well, I mean, in my dimension, people typically do have that kind of friendly... Yeah, like if it's a washing machine guy, I would expect him to come in and install it, because I don't know how to do it. Anyone knows a local mailman, don't they? Well, uh, thank you for the supplies. Um, You might not want to hang out around here right now. You do look rather troubled. Can I be of assistance? I am one of the highest ranking librarians in, well... Associate archivist librarians in the local branch. Yeah, could you either kill someone or stop someone from killing someone? That's illegal. The killing, not the stopping. Stopping is legal because it would be against the law to kill someone. And I don't break the law because breaking the law is bad. So I could stop. Um, who's in danger of killing someone? No one. No one is in danger of killing someone. I'm glad. That would be very illegal. Not just a little illegal. There's a lot of laws about murder. Why does there have to be more than one? Oh, it depends on the kind of being you're going to murder. So, see, for example, according to Punitive Code 1.487, you're not allowed to murder sentient humans. Um, do you want me to continue? Your eyes have glazed over. Okay, but unsentient humans are fine. No, that's under a different code. That's 2.8.2c. And then robotic life forms is another subclause, but that's under the first one because they're considered sentient humans in some dimensions. I did contingency say what you should do after you give us a box. I uh, just a second. He sort of turns. You can see him rifling through notes that he's pulled out of his pocket. Uh, if they are here, if they aren't here, if they ask, if they ask what they're supposed to do. Ah. I am supposed to tell you that either the two people that are following you are going to meet in the room just ahead, or the female one is going to be outside and the male one is going to be inside in that corridor, or they aren't going to meet at all, which has the lowest probability of all the options. I'm supposed to tell you that, and I can also offer all the resources of the library, of course, because that is my job. So did he point to where this corridor is that we're supposed to meet the guy? Uh, Yeah, he points one direction uh if the two people are going to meet each other and then another direction if the the woman person is going to be outside and a third direction if they're not going to meet anywhere so i want to grab cat's arm and run towards that room the one with the guy person that were uh is probably the person he's she's supposed to kill uh quint 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 and um i'm just gonna follow them quint where are you taking cat wait cat are you okay with being dragged uh cat will go along with it for now which is not actually a yes. <laughs> I, I am dragging Kat towards the meeting. So not the, just the mom, not the nothing. So that third option. 
Okay, so I guess I'm running behind them. I assume most of us are following. Yes. So as you're leaving, uh, your other self, Rain, is going to tap you on the shoulder. Um, you, you know you can't trademark your identity, right? <laughs> okay. okay but you clearly don't have the same identity as me so that's not what i was talking about no exactly i'm just trying to let you know there are multiples of you you probably figured out there are multiples of you across the multiverse yes well obviously but you're recognizably me and that means that you're infringing on the trademark oh. of my appearance oh yeah that isn't actually something you can do i can give you the rules if you want. Again, this isn't a conversation that I should be having until I've consulted with my manager. And my Look, lawyer. here. And he hands you a little booklet. This is all the rules on multiverse selves and copyright and trademark infringement and a few other things. Just take it. This is all the rules? Yeah, of course. Why would I give you part of the rules? All the rules matter. So is this more like a tome or a booklet? No, no it's like a little flip book. It's like index card sized. Is, is it illustrated? There is an illustrated version, but you can read, can't you? I would be very upset if one of my other selves couldn't read. You can read, right? No. And then I leave. I will have the okay. one that okay, he originally checking. handed me. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, he he uh, puts his hands behind his back and stands there and watches you till you leave very straight back. And he looks honestly kind of miserable. <laughs> Y'all are running... Uh, Toward where the two people are going to meet? Yep. Yep. All right. So there's a couple turns and twists, and it's, it's very easy to follow where you're going. Um, you're, you're moving probably for five or ten minutes, so it's a good, decent way. And then you come out onto what appears to be like a balcony gallery overlooking a very large central room with marble floors. So you guys are up on this, this balcony place looking down into this central like it's very large large um like i don't know size is fake very big like about uh, like a ballroom sized hall that you're looking down into and currently there's nobody there but you can hear sounds from underneath you as well quint's gonna look around and try to find either this woman person or a man person that is supposed to be here uh, waiting for us so as far quint you're able to walk around there's doesn't seem to be any way down from where you're at this balcony doesn't seem to and as you're looking um a woman walks into the room i don't know if you'd recognize her do you know what transition looks like if she's a famous supervillain, then yes uh, i think everyone's gonna know who it is so she's going to walk in look around before cat is able to see her take something in her hand and set it down on the ground and press a button and as she does that a force field a domed force field surrounds her and the entire downstairs of this. That's when Kat notices. She's standing in the middle of this room and there's a giant force field surrounding the entire downstairs. And you guys don't seem to have a walkway down, just a, um, a, a view down. Phantom's going to put themselves in front of Kat. Looks like we found your mom. She does not see you guys, by the way. She's, she's very intent on what she's doing down there. Or she doesn't show that she sees you. Okay, cool. So we can just go. Yeah, uh, I I say we just leave. If she's here, then other person should be showing up soon too. Cat, what are you doing? There's a lot of emotions on Cat's face. He's really not sure what she's supposed to be feeling right now. 
Um, Aaron is gonna put a hand on Phantom's shoulder and just be like, Hey, she needs us right now. We got her back, right? You don't have to tell me, Aaron. <laughs> Ooh, they real named you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I'm always there for Kat, no matter what. It comes down to it. We're between her and Transition. You with me on that? Of course. I would be doing it even if none of you were here or all against me. Well, good news. We're not all against you. So can you guys tell me the rest of you where you're standing? How are you arranging? What it looks like is one of those like, you know how like if you're seeing a play, they have the balcony where you can you can like look in the little boxes. It's like that where you're looking down into this with railing and stuff. Where are you guys arranging yourselves here? Quint has hopped over the railing and is sitting on it looking down. Okay, with your feet hanging down. Yep. Good. Okay. Rain's hanging back. Okay. Mystic, where are you? I think in seeing this, I'm still standing behind everyone, but I'm just trying to like keep the group together so that if I have to make a moat at a moment's notice, I can have everyone inside it. You're like herding them like chickens, basically. Cool. Okay. So now we're all established and uh, people are standing in front of people. Talk to me about your reaction, Kat. All right. So I want to clear insecure. I'm going to <laughs> physically fight you. She's going to jump down onto a force field, alert her mom she's there, mm-hmm. teleport her inside, and then probably swear at her mom. <laughs> okay, so this is... I'm going to have you roll unleash your powers, but this is not going to probably come off exactly like you're expecting. So go, go ahead and roll some stuff. That's I'll also clear that condition at the end of this scene. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> That's a five. So... You are you jump. You said you're jumping down onto the the force field. Yes. Yes. So you jump down onto it, land very solid. This is a great force field. Uh, it sort of makes a little hissy sound as your feet hit it. Your mom looks up at you. Are you gonna say anything before you teleport? Cat looks very angry. <laughs> and you attempt to teleport, and it doesn't so work so well so it feels like you get hit your entire body with like static electricity shock and when you're aware again you're on top of the force field laying down and your mom's still looking up at you so you are on your back kind of tingly all over and your mom is just sort of looking up at you Catherine roll herself over and so like lift herself back up into a, a kneeling position uh, she really doesn't want to like shout this for a force field. You can, you, you've been raised by your mother, so you know she has words for you, but is currently waiting to see how d- deep you're going to dig this hole before she gives you words. Cat's looking for dynamite to blow this hole wide open and fall in. Are you going to say anything or are you just going to let her look up at you? I need to talk, Mom, in a while. Aren't you going to introduce me to your friends? Just between us. Yeah, I think I want to go down there. Yeah, once she asks to introduce us, Quint will probably jump down too. Phantom will float down. Quint jumps, lands on the forest field. Phantom gracefully lowers themselves. Aaron's coming down too, but he's sticking close to Junie. So how many of you are standing on top of this forest field? How far away is this? Like, I... I... It's like a story, probably a story and a half drop. Rain's good up here. I'm not jumping over that side. A feedback could hold you and jump over the side. I mean, sure. So how many of you are dropping? So I, I get that Quint's dropping down. Feedback is dropping down. Feedback's just like, need a lift down? Uh, sure. All right. 
scoops up bridal style and just hops over the edge. Do you have some magic like fall slow or are you just jumping with her in your arms? I'm going to unleash a down burst to uh, drop my inertia as I go down. So you, yeah, you guys all get down there with leaving rain um, alone and safe up on the top. Uh, can I describe how Quint gets down? Of course. So since this is a dome, I think he's going to try to jump for the dome. He takes out a psychic like sword or dagger, stabs it into the shield and kind of slides down with it. Got it. So roll really unleash your powers, please. This actually needs a roll. But I want Quint to look cool. Yeah, can you actually stab this dome? We'll find question. <laughs> that is a no. Because Quint isn't cool. Wait, so how does that affect the rest of us standing on top of the dome? So he, ju- you jump down and you get your psychic weapon out and stab it in. And next thing you know, it's like you've been electric shocked in your whole body. And you wake up kind of crumpled at the bottom of this shield on the floor. You don't feel super injured, just like you get static electricity all over your body, like basically what cat happened to cat. And uh, the the woman in the center here uh, sort of shoots a, a look at you. It's a, it's a, you you know that look from Psyker, mm-hmm. and then she turns back to cat. Uh, describe your mom for me here. What does she look like? Basically, take like a mirror image of cat, only age it up a couple more years. Her haircut is a lot more short and conservative. Basically, so like. In combat, no one can like use it to grab on. Got it. What does she wear? She's on a job. She's probably decked out in some like serious power armor. Nice. Okay, I did not picture that. That's that's fantastic. A uh, very like high grade. Uh, yeah. Definitely got some like glowy bits on it. <laughs> uh, array of weaponry. Nice. Just, like strapped to her. Actually, Queen, you are strikingly reminded of your mom, except what transition wears like it is power armor but it's much more fitted and tailored like uh, almost wireframe of nanotubes rather than full-on like bodysuit but yeah now she's she's just looking back up at cat but everyone can notice that parental resemblance uh, the resemblance between cat and transition is like way too similar to be parental scary striking <laughs> oh is this a solid stake big boss thing oh that explains why you're a terrible parent <laughs> Aren't you her snake solid? <laughs> I love you, Phantom. Oh. Alright, looks like we're gonna have a game night too. Yeah, um I'm, she she honestly seems like she's very amused and waiting for somebody to do something that isn't fall on their ass. Well, excuse me. Phantom's gonna float down and put a hand on Cashota kind of like to reassure her that they're there for her. Again, transition raises an eyebrow. More than friends, then you should introduce me, really. No. Yeah, my name is Fuck Off. This is We Hate You. This is Go to Hell. And this is Seriously Fuck Off. Angry teenagers are, are so, so predictable. Also, Quint is here. <sighs> Were you all interested in something? Yeah, you staying the fuck away from Cat. I really don't think you're the one that gets to make that determination i would assume my daughter can decide for herself she is trying to shift your labels to shift down superior and up mundane cool so how do i resist this it's a flat 2d6 all right and that's a nine nice i'm gonna cancel their influence and take plus one forward nice okay so she she gives you a little more of an approving look at that but Catherine, really are we done with these games now Leave her alone. I'm not doing it. What? 
I said, I'm not doing your dirty work for you. She seems genuinely shocked. I, that's... Good job, Kat. I'm, I'm proud of you. Then, what are you going to do? Just continue to run? Go somewhere else. It's not with you. I thought you would get over your rebellious phase. This is very trying. Good. Let me borrow something here from Feedback's playbook. Or we could kick your ass. <laughs> Quint, I've never been prouder of you. Yeah, I feel like that's a good option, three. <laughs> really? She, she cracks up. Do you know who I am? I know your name's Transition. I know you left a scar on fascist Vanguard's face. And I know that I hate you. That was a good fight. How is he doing? Is he still alive? Did anyone kill him yet? Uh, no, he's still an asshole. Hmm. Pity. He was, uh, well. Point remains, you are a bunch of children. My daughter is by far the best trained of all of you. I can already tell by how she's standing and how you're standing. I, I don't really have time to have this conversation. We're not just going to let you murder someone. We're having this conversation because Kat wants to have this conversation. Transition turns and looks directly at you. Is that true or are they speaking for you again well why else would she have jumped on this i'm sorry i wasn't speaking to you hey guys just uh she's gonna uh cat will just for everyone to just be quiet for a moment i'm going away i'm leaving i don't want if i want to talk to you i will come and find you i'll come back home for a bit I don't think you understand how our relationship works. Uh, Kat's going to try and teleport inside the force field again. Okay. I'm not going to let you roll for that because that is, she has specifically developed this force field to prevent that happening. Ah, shit. Yeah, that's, it's not, you have the same effect. All right. Seeing her try to do that, I'm going to try to snatch the controls that we saw her put on the ground for the force field. Nice. The move is called Snatch. Spend one burn to use your powers to seize any one object up to the size of a person from someone within view. And here we are looking through the force field. Yeah. You and can so easily. I can just do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm just going to, you can see like my hand is glowing and I'm reaching out and the object on the ground starts glowing and mm -hmm. it just floats up slowly at first and then like zooms right to my hand, like through the force field glowing with my magic. Nice. Yeah, she's just genuinely surprised. She don't think she thought about magic at all. Wait, what? I, and she babbles a little bit and you're, you've got a hold of that. So is there just like an off button on there or uh, like, do we need to fiddle? I toss it. I think I toss it to Kat. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Kat's just going to like destroy it with a spear. That's one way to do it. Okay, are the rest, so the feedback and I are, and Kat are all still standing on top of it. As she shatters <laughs> the, the, the machine, it blinks out so you all fall. But, I mean, you're heroes. You can fall and land cool. No, I catch Kat because I'm right there. <laughs> I think Quint will try to catch someone, too. I don't care who it is. So I guess that leaves Junie to get, or feedback. It's feedback. <laughs> it's, it's feedback. <laughs> and feedback catches Junie. So you are holding both of us. I'm okay with this. So you, we got a Dr. Seuss here oh, no. stack of people. 
as you all hit the ground, you hear lots and lots and lots of stomping feet. And Transition looks up. Ah, looks like it's time to get to work. And you are all surrounded by a circle of identical people that's ringing the entire downstairs. Feedback is just going to go, Howdy! So we got off on the wrong foot earlier, and I apologize for that. Going to put it transition. She wants you dead, and that's, I think, probably a bigger priority, maybe? So uh, if you help us kick her ass, we can talk about that book you wanted. There's a long silence, and then all of the people as one pull out guns and target them all directly at... Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? They're going to target feedback. The mode is going up. <laughs> so I'm spending another burn to, to um, put Perfect. up the magic barrier. How are we arranged? Because I'm trying to think about what I'm going to make the shape of it be. The way I'm visualizing is you guys are clustered in the center with transition a little off to the side and then a circle of hive around you. And then Rain is still upstairs. Up on the top, being totally happy. So unfortunately, he's not inside the bubble, but the rest of us are. With transition not inside it. You are just so ungrateful. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a long moment and then all hell breaks loose. This is the John Wu scene. Are there doves? Yes, there are. Actually, I, I, yeah. Special library doves that put bookmarks in books for people. They're very well trained. There is immediately a hail of bullets from all directions going always everybody that's down there will take a powerful blow for me we are in the moat i'm not get, you're not gonna get hit but i want to know what happens i have ideas well i got a six i also got a six to seven uh that's an 11 from quint <laughs> i also got an 11 Okay, so this hail of bullets bounces off your moat easily because that's what it's designed to repel. One of the bullets does actually ricochet off and hit transition in the arm. Um, it pings off of her armor. Uh, the rest of them seem to be going into the walls. Mostly, though, all you guys, what you're hearing is this, the ricochet sounds and then the sounds of slugs going into walls and floor. And there's just a network of bullet hole ridden walls all around you. The weird thing is it doesn't look like it hit any of the guys in the circle around you. You are so lucky there are no bookshelves to throw at you. Hey, Rain, can you roll take a powerful blow for me? Sure. A 10. So, a... You were standing back away from the, the, the balcony, the gallery, right? No, I was probably leaning over and watching what was happening. Got it. In that second that there's this hail of bullets, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen because it's all below you. But then you feel, where do you get hit by this bullet? You're getting shot. Uh, let's go with the shoulder. Got it. Uh, you know what? Um, how I've been playing this is um, Rain is really worried about everyone and having difficulty involving himself in the fight, given what happened with his previous team. And so seeing everything kind of looking like it's starting to go to hell, I think he's going to flee. That is wonderful. I mean, not, but okay. So you get hit and in all the commotion that's happening, all of you have sort of missed the fact that that scratching sound that you heard last episode when you were in the halls is happening again. Oh, it's happening. And then rain behind you. There's the sudden loss of air, all of that. And then there's the tunnel connecting to another one of those chambers that you are able to flee into immediately. Can I opt not to? You have that option or back the way you came? 
I honestly think he would probably go back okay. the way he came. He doesn't trust the... Good reason, but uh, yeah. Okay, so you're going to run back up the corridor. You came and you get a little ways before you hit a, a thing. But you can yeah. get fairly safe inside that that corridor um, before there. It's at the T-junction. There's another force field. But you're safe and bleeding from the shoulder and hurt and sad. <laughs> Tell me what, what's going on with, with him. What's going through his brain? Oh, it's going to be a full-on angst uh, back against the wall sliding down. Got it. So we get that long shot of him in this beautiful, bright corridor with a f- thing sinking down on the wall, burying his head in his knees. And then we go back to the, the action. All right. So you guys are in the middle of uh, a moat. Transition is readying her weapons and the people around the, the, the hive are readying the, his weapon, too. Again, Aaron is going to just look at the scene. Is the moat still up? Yes, it's still up. All right. Hey, Judy, can you make this moat like explode? Um, sure. Because I've got a thought. Um, let me see if this works. And Aaron is going to the thought here is that he's going like, to juice up a wave of sonic force and then have that erupt with the shield to unleash a massive blast to just level the playing field. Got it. So like combine their powers into one massive blast. So we're going to like use the sound to push the moat out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Are you down with that? Yeah. Is everyone ready for this? Because we're going to have to get different cover once we do this. She's saying like looking forward, her hands up. Okay. So we're ready. Aaron's going to just start pumping up the base. You gonna count us down with your sound? Oh yeah. Three, two, one. Drop it. While you guys are prepping this, or you're pretty focused on that. You know, you, so you don't notice that transition is also prepping. She's using your countdown to prep herself as well, and seems to be syncing up to whatever you're planning on doing. I definitely don't notice that because I have to spend all my attention on the moat. On one. Cat is gonna grab Phantom, throw him to the floor, and cover them with herself. Aww. <laughs> okay, so I'm not gonna make you roll because this is too damn awesome, and I'm, I'm sort of not getting a chance to fail. But <laughs> Junie, tell me what this looks like when this happens, and feedback. Uh, tell me what happens. Feel free to take narrative control here. D- don't touch transition, but everybody else is yours. So normally, when she has the magic shield up, she's got her arms stretched out in front of her. Her fingers are spread wide, and at the second that feedback ends the countdown, she turns her hands into fists and pulls her arms bending at the elbow towards her head and then pushes out at the moment that feedback sends the big blast. So the the shield shatters into shards that are now sharp and hard that are blowing up in the direction of feedback's sound wave. Awesome. Okay, so feedback, what happens with these shards as you launch them with sound? The sound of the shield shattering should be cacophonous, but instead it's almost like this melodious climax of uh, music, uh, of sound rather, as it just erupts outward in a shockwave. And like you can see the waveforms in the uh, shards as it just extends outward in a massive just blast that just goes not just to the room, but into several of the hallways around it and mm. just mows through most of the um, fake hive bodies. Awesome. So these shards launch themselves outward and 
almost as one, the circle of people surrounding you, they're blown off their feet backwards with shards of magic stuck into them. Everyone, it's loud, but you guys have prepped yourself for this and it's targeted outward. So you guys are going to have a moment of sort of no sound in your ears, but it's not going to have a lasting effect. For just a second, you're disoriented. And when you're able to sort of blink and clear your eyes, uh, Transition has launched herself straight up into the air. I would like to have Quint do something here, if that's okay. Since... Feedback and Junie were working on the Hive people. I think I would like to try to focus on transition. So you see Quint drop down into like a combat stance and above him, you just see like a javelin form in the air. And I would like to throw that at transition. Directly engage. That is another miss. You want potential tonight. Can we help with that at all? So Phantom or Cat is welcome to help Quint. Otherwise, they're going to be focused on not letting Phantom get hurt. Actually, I think it had to be Cat. Phantom's covered by Cat. Yes. Um, so you can help Quint if you want, or he can just not not be able to hit this one, unfortunately. Cat will nudge Quint's aim a little more to the left so that it actually hits transition. Got it. So you know how your mom dodges. She's trained you, and you know what she's going to do. So Quint was on target. He just didn't realize she was going to correct for it. And by nudging his arm, you get the the javelin flies what how how big is this are we talking so i am picturing like a full-on like horse lance so what is that like 10 feet long yeah so this is a really spectacular shot this is where they blew their entire budget for this episode transition is up in the air your javelin flies up and it's what color is your your psychic constructs uh they can be any color really but usually they are in the blue to purple range so this is glittery blue iridescent light and it slams into her chest and then all of a sudden there's a spear through her entire body and she's coming down for the ground hard she does not appear to be conscious and she falls and hits the ground right next to where cat is is protecting phantom i did say there was an option three it becomes very silent. Hive has either been, haven't been eliminated, but they're currently not a threat. Um, they're not dead, but they're also not doing anything. Transition does not look super amazing. She is still impaled through the chest, like through the breastbone, but she's laying on the ground, uh, like sprawled funny. And it, otherwise it's completely silent except for that again that scratching sound and you can see there's that walking collection walking uh traveling collection connected to the top other than that it's it's very very quiet let's go we have a chance feedback is gonna just lean over let this be a warning stay away from us she is not actually responsive at this point uh cat your mom is lying on the ground her her eyes are closed her hands are relaxed you don't think she's dead but she's got a spear sticking out of her chest uh i know my mom keeps vials of regenerative nanites and like nice. single use syringes on her person just in case she gets injured cat's going to grab one and hook it up to a port on the armor so it starts uh Entering into her bloodstream and stitching her back together. 
Phantom's gonna look at Cat and say, you know, you're a better person than she is. And she's gonna be unconscious for a little while. Are you gonna ban- banish your spear, Quint? Even though I can banish it remotely, I'm going to walk up and, and pull it out for cool points. You're able to, as the spear comes out, you're actually able to watch the nanites start to weave her back together and she begins to stir a little bit. We should go. We should get out of here right now. Do we have like a phone we can call library security with and let them know uh, we just subdued a violent... It's very likely that there's some, they're aware something is happening. Um, or there's pretty, like a button somewhere we'll just hit as we run by that's like an emergency. Yeah, there's, there's an alert and it's ve- it's very likely people are already coming to this location. Um, this library is pretty well observed. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're aware. You probably don't want to answer their questions, but they're aware. <laughs> hey, uh, where's Rain? Hmm. I don't think he dropped down with us. Shit. We should go find him. And get out of here. Like, leave the dimension, get out of here? Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. We, we, we have two ENAs now, right? Um, yes. I think Quint has the other one because he pulled it out of the box. Yeah, Quint has one and Cat has one. Quint is going to throw one of the, uh, the boxes at uh, Phantom because he can float. Um, head back up there and grab Rain if you can and get out of here. Yeah, so Phantom floating down the hall. Yes, I will head down the hall. What do they see? So Rain is going to be easy to find because he didn't go very far. Uh, And by now he has collected himself and looks just fine. So you're just kind of standing there? Yeah, yeah, he's um, uh, starting to head back down the hall towards because he heard the the fighting stop. Are you all right, Chris? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. All right, well, we're planning on getting out of here, so we should all meet up together. That sounds like a fantastic idea. Yeah. All right, let's go. Do we want to, um, like, go upstairs? I think to follow Phantom up, actually, I'm just going to make a staircase out of my magic shields so that we can just walk up. Yeah, there's two exits in the bottom and two exits on the top, so it's up to you guys. Yeah, let's, let's let uh, Junie be cool and make a cool staircase for yeah, us. Yeah, let's just spend my last burn. Perfect. Nice and tidy. So you climb up the staircase of light. It's very pretty. Uh, it's almost like there isn't giant wreckage and bullet riddled walls and a lot of unconscious men. And you you, <laughs> you guys meet Phantom and Rain coming out of one door, which means you have that way or the other way to go or uh, into the little chamber, which I don't actually have to steer you that way. You can, I can do this anywhere. Um, I do want to do just one quick aside uh, as we're heading. He's just going to quickly this walk next to Junie. Be like, hey, uh, Junie, can we uh, can we? Talk when we're not in this dimension, please. I, uh, I just, I, last, what we did back there was awesome, and I just, I, I really gotta talk to you. You see her, uh, blush and reach her hand back to the top of her head and be like, yeah, I'd really like that. Cool. Okay, uh, once we're not being chased by a psychotic parent, we, um, Come on, we can take that spider room thing. Yeah. Creepy spider room thing. What's in this spider room? So you guys all go into that? Yep, that was like a good plan. All right, it, very similar to the last one you saw, which is like that sort of TARDIS-like compartment with the central pillar and the doors closed behind you. You have the sensation of it moving. Uh, Phantom, all of a sudden you realize this is what you've been looking for. The center pillar has the machine you wanted in it. Oh, 
Well, <laughs> that's just my luck. I found it before we leave. What's it? It's it's a probability machine. It could it can predict the future in a manner of speaking. When I was here last, well, I didn't use it, but my my friend did, and I always wanted to try it myself. Oh, is this how that other rain found us and like knew where we were gonna be? No, they have a guy on staff who can do something similar. Oh. They have a guy. As uh, as Phantom is describing what this thing is, the camera is panning over this machine. It's honestly, it's it's pretty like a standard sort of boxy computer with like a CRT monitor on the top. And it's got like panels and stuff on the front. You it very briefly highlights the front panel is a jar and it seems like it's a little dented and then pans over a label stuck on it it is branded peer review test labs infinite probability generator and it's just like printed on there and been printing letters and then it pans back to uh briefly on the screen that says input parameters and then back to the, the you guys if they're calling themselves peer-reviewed, it kind of makes it feel like they probably aren't actually peer-reviewed. Like, calling out what you want people to think about you. Junie's, like, nodding, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always... Uh, I always wondered what he saw. You guys are standing and talking, and um, again, while that conversation is happening, the camera has shifted down to that broken panel, and it, there's a trickle of what looks like almost like mercury running out of it, this shimmery liquid. And as you guys keep talking, sort of relaxed, finally out of this difficult situation, that puddle continues to grow and grow. And then Almost at once, it hits some part of all of you. Your feet or little tendrils run off and all of you get touched by this and everything goes black. This chamber is empty. The camera pulls back out through it, out to the world. And you're looking down at those concrete buildings and the poisonous air and hovering on some sort of hoverboard up at about roof height for the buildings is a cloaked figure just sort of looking over everything his face uh, covered by the cloak that's flapping in the breeze Thanks for listening. In this timeline, Junie, Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at at SpellboundMage. Quintessential Hero, the Delinquent, is played by Eric, who is also our fearless editor. He can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01, or as the voice of Silk the Fae in the Shadows of St. Fleur podcast. Phantom, the Nomad, is played by Charlie. So you can be found on Twitter as at Magical underscore Pride, or on Sir Podcast as at PrePodEngage. Catherine Cat Slain II, the Scion, is played by Allison. Aaron Feedback Riley, the Reformed, is played by Tom. He can be found on Twitter as at Albion Graves or on his podcast as at GMM Cast. Rainy Wood Rose Sunrise, the Star, is played by M. He can be found on Twitter as at Mech. And I'm Lee, your narrator and dimensional tour guide. I can be found on Twitter as at The Law of Names. Otherware is produced by Law of Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lawofnames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves known or unknown. 
Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. Next time on Otherware. Bit of a problem because I don't know how I got here. Do y'all just tell people that? Uh, shit. Yeah, you seem really comfortable with robots. Get fucked, Horizon Zero Dawn! But we haven't fully explored the option of fighting back yet. Yeah, I mean, most people aren't stupid enough. Aaron, why? But you're not to Quint levels of smug asshole. Come on, Mickey, be a pal. Uh, can you can you get your tech boner out of my face for a second? That's not good. All right, let's let's get out of here. I'm I'm done talking about my feeling. Not not um, part of the ceremony. No ceremony at all. What ceremony? Star Trek Voyager does the bastards. This issue featuring. I'm Alina. The rest is need to know.